Welcome to the Foundations Church Podcast, where we exist to make Jesus famous. We hope this message is life-giving, encouraging, and challenges you in your walk with Christ. Welcome to the Foundations Church Podcast. And there's just some specific needs she had. And I know we can't meet every need of every teacher that goes here uh, at Foundation Church. But we do know that this past year was a rough year for some teachers. Um, I don't think anybody in the state of Oklahoma doesn't know that. Um, but we wanted to do, for one, watch we, what we wish we could do for all. And just give Cherie some tools to equip her to help her reach her students in a better way. And the only way we were able to do that is through your guys' generosity and faithful and giving. We just took it out of the general fund because we had it and just to equip her to reach students in a more effective way. So Foundation Church, thank you for letting us do that. It is so, so much fun to get to do those kind of things. Yeah, yeah. I think it's important for you to see what you give to, that it doesn't just stay here. It's always constantly, we're trying to figure out ways to get it out there. So, um, hey, a couple things before we get into the message. The first thing is this, all you men out there, we are starting FC Men Discipleship starting in January, and it's going to be like a mentoring relationship discipleship group. We're gonna be meeting in different groups twice a month um, at different people's houses and just really getting to know one another. The Bible says this. It says, as iron sharpens iron, so does one man sharpen another. And a lot of times we aren't getting better because we don't have people pushing us, keeping us accountable, and getting to know us. And if you look at the Bible, the way Jesus made disciples, he spent time hanging out with them. And you're not going to become a better leader, a better dad, a better you, a better father, a better husband whatever it may be, just by going through a four-week set of curriculum. That, that's long gone by now. Um, we want to help equip one another to be a better us for those that are around us and for ourselves. And so if you are interested in this, sign up in the lobby. Um, we've got limited space. We're almost full, but sign up in the lobby today. It will be happening in the month of January all throughout the spring. Um, the second thing is this, for all of you that are married and you have tweens or teens, tweens or teens, um, sometimes being married with tweens and teens has unique challenges um, and sometimes it just is hard. Um, and, 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 and 
it's like you kind of go through and your kids are, are tweens and teens and you kind of grow apart. We want to make sure that your marriage stays strong so your family stays strong. Um, I am a big believer in this. I say it all the time. Where there are strong marriages, there are strong families. But where there are weak marriages, there are weak falling apart families. And so all of you parents of tweens and teens that are married, we have a marriage intensive that Stephen and Karen Frank are going to be leading in their home. There's going to be four dates. It's all up here for 10 couples. We have very limited spots on this, um, and they have two daughters that they have raised. Um, they didn't kill either one of them. Um, both of them still love Jesus. Um, they're not living in a basement playing video games um, with their lives, they, you know, and they love one another. Um, they're just a fantastic couple that are a step ahead of where we are. And I asked him, I'm like, man, we need help, and I don't know how to lead people in a place where I have yet to come and look, be able to look back and say, hey, that's just a phase, this, this, watch out for this. And Stephen and Karen have graciously agreed to do this. If you want in, um, you need to do it now. This is the only time I'm gonna tell you to be on your phone unless you're watching our live event. Um, register for it because once it's full, it's full. If you can't go to one of the four dates, don't sign up because we wanna make sure that the people that sign up are able to do it. And then all of you young marrieds, um, Casey and I are gonna be doing a marriage intensive once again this spring. Um, we'll get the dates out. It's already half full from people that didn't get to come last year. We take about 15 couples at our house um, and just pour into you because we're gonna be going through a marriage and a relationship series in February, but there's no way we can deal with everything from this stage in one relationship series. So this is what we really want to equip marriages to be successful. You gotta put time and effort into it as well, so please sign up. Now, I'm getting into the message. Now my time starts, because I said I'd be 20 minutes today, so I am not in my time yet. You got that, you got that? Okay, good, 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 good. Because um, <laughs> otherwise, I am screwed. Um, <laughs> this past week, one of our own FCers, Jeff Berg, he had a lifelong dream come true. Um, he has a list of things he wants to see happen before he dies. One of them is to be a firewalker. I'm like, I'm out on that one. Um, everything else I was good with, um, but the firewalker, I'm like, nope, you're good. Um, but one of those things was to shake Chuck Norris's hands. Uh, hands. He has multiple. That's why he can punch so fast. Um, but to shake Chuck Norris's hand, and he actually got to meet him. I believe it was this Sunday, this past Sunday. Is that right? Um, this this past Sunday weekend time. And, and here's a picture of him and Chuck Norris. Um, and like. He said he's a super awesome guy. Um, they're like BFFs now, got cell phones, texting back and forth now. It's awesome. Um, but it was really, really cool that, you know, this thing that he's been dreaming about actually happened. And it's funny, anytime we get around, uh, uh, you know, like celebrities, we kind of have this freak out moment and Jeff did, handled himself well and did well, but you can't talk about Chuck Norris without having some Chuck Norris jokes. So I researched... And I have my top five Chuck Norris jokes that I can actually say in church. So, number one, Chuck Norris does not sleep, he waits. Number two, Chuck, I like this, Chuck Norris is currently suing NBC claiming law and order or trademark names for his left and right legs. 
Chuck Norris does not hunt because the word hunting implies the probability of failure. Chuck Norris goes killing. (laughs) And fine print on the last page of the Guinness Book of World Records, it notes that all world records are held by Chuck Norris and those listed in the book are simply the closest anyone else has ever gotten. (laughs) This is my absolute favorite one. Chuck Norris doesn't churn butter. He roundhouse kicks the cow and the butter comes straight out. Um, <laughs> like that. Like I was reading that in my office. I just started out laughing. And so it, it kind of got me thinking, well, what's the most famous celebrity you've ever met? And Josh Goldman, I would love to know your answer to that at the end of service. What's the most, like, the, the celebrity you kind of freaked out about? And, and, and for me... Um, It was Barry Sanders. Me and my best friend pulled up into his driveway, and Barry Sanders, why he's still playing with the Detroit Lions, is playing basketball with his son in the driveway. Now, I'm a huge OU homer. I will admit it. Barry Sanders is the greatest running back to ever play football um, that I've ever seen. And he's an OSU guy. See, I'm objective. Um, And he asked me and my best buddy, when we got out of his truck, if we wanted to play basketball with him and his son. And I was like, ah, ah, ah. yes. Um, you know, I was like, you know, I was like, this is crazy. We're playing for Barry Sanders, man. You know, um, since then, I've learned to kind of settle down. Um, this past fall, I was out in uh, California and we, with my buddy, and we're, we're on Malibu Beach. And we're coming up from the beach, and when we walked down, there was all these whole video crews set up and all this stuff. I'm like, they are probably making a shampoo commercial or something. You know, that's what you always do. You see women in the ocean breeze, like, like fructis, you know, and, and it's just this cheesy commercial. But I was like, it's probably a shampoo commercial, but we hung out on the beach. And then they asked, well, can you guys hide for a little bit or leave the beach? You don't have to, but if you're really not being a jerk, you'll do it. And so we were like, we'll just take off. We need to leave. And so I grabbed my shirt, had my bathing suit on, grabbed my flip-flops and my towel, and we're walking up, no shirts on, and up I walk these stairs, and lo and behold, who do I see but Mr. Michael Buble himself. Yeah, and like, I thought about starting to sing to him, um, but I know that's not my gifting, so he looks at me, I look at him, and he kind of like, just kind of gives a, you know, like, who's this guy? And I go, right when he glanced down, I go, no, no, Michael, my eyes are up here, right? (laughs) No, right here. Stay locked in, my eyes are here, all right, you monster. Um, I actually said this to him, and he kind of giggles, I'm like, if you need a body double, just ask, you know, you can put your head on top of this, make you look, you know, and, and, and I started asking him for free concert tickets, and security started ushering me away at this point, they're like, you need to leave, sir, and I'm like, but he's laughing, you know, um, and he was really nice, he's really great, but I didn't have like this freak out moment, I wasn't like, oh my gosh, his voice is like angels singing, you know, I, I, I didn't have that moment, um, but it doesn't kind of, I know some of us, we have those moments, we, we go to places um, and, and that celebrities could even be, Pioneer Woman, um, and 
you freak out. You're like, this is where they stand. This is where they could be. They might just be around the corner. You're like, I hope they are. I hope they are. You know, it's like a little kid waiting to see Mickey Mouse in Disney World. You're just like, oh. Um, and, and Fish and I had this happen once. Um, we were headed to San Antonio. We flew to Dallas. Our plane got canceled from Dallas to San Antonio. They were going to fly us all the way to L.A. and then to San Antonio, and it was going to take 12 hours. I was like, nope, we'll rent a car, you know? And so we rented a car, and on our way, we passed through Waco. And I said, Fish, isn't Chip and Joanna Gaines fixer-upper the Shilohs in Waco? And he's like, yeah, Shilohs, sorry. See, see, I haven't even watched it. I haven't even watched a show. I said, standing strong, Hallmark movies, no, no fixer-upper for me. I hear it's great. Some of you are completely leaving the church now. I'm not saying a bad thing about fixer-upper. It's me, not you, apparently. So, um, we, we, I was like, we should stop by and totally make our wives mad. And he was like, I'm in. Um, and so we get, we get there and we take some pictures, right? Because this is what every woman is doing. Why we're there, you go to the next one. I mean, we're like, oh, we're there. I'm at Magnolia Market, oh my gosh, you know. Um, and we send this picture, we send all these pictures to our wives and they do not think it's funny. They're like, what'd you buy? I'm like, babe, I bought you something, not me something. I don't care, you know. But, but when the women got out, they were like, I cannot believe we're here. I cannot believe we're at the place where Chip and Joanna Gaines stand and we're at Magnolia Market. And I was like, calm down, right? But we freak out over people and where they have stood, where they might be, because now we've watched these people on TV, we've built these people up in our mind, and now they are around us, and we're standing where they might be. It's a big deal. So why do we get all worked up as a church about Christmas? Well, well, here's the deal. As much as we want to freak out about celebrities, and where they may be, and how we built it up. For thousands and thousands and thousands of years, generations have been waiting for the Messiah to come. They've been waiting because the law, of the Mosaic law that the Jews were living under, man, it was hard, and it was difficult, and there's hundreds of laws that you have to abide, and rules that you have to keep, and there was coming some point, sometime, a Messiah that was going to set it all right, and up to this point, man, people knew that God was for them, they knew that God, you know, they were kind of around him, but it was never God in the flesh where they were, and so when the Messiah comes, it's a huge huge deal. And as I started thinking about this, I started understanding one thing, and it's really my only point today, and this is the bigness of it. God isn't just around us and for us. God is with us. God God isn't just around you, and God isn't just for you. When he came as the Messiah, as Jesus, the infant baby, all of a sudden things changed, and he became God with us. Matthew chapter one, verse 20 through 23 says this. As he considered this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream, Joseph, son of David. The angel said, do not be afraid to take Mary as your wife. For the child within her was conceived by the Holy Spirit. 
And she will have a son, and you are to name him Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. And all this occurred to fulfill the Lord's message through his prophet. Look, the virgin will conceive a child. She will give birth to a son, and they will call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. What's it mean when somebody is with you? Because there's a lot of people that are going to be in your life that are for you. There's gonna be a lot of people in your life that are around you. They, they want good things for you, they want good things around you, but there's a difference between somebody being for you and somebody being with you. If you are with me, it means you are all in, you're attentive, you're my ride or die, you know, you are like, you are there in the good and the bad, not just to hope that good things happen, but to ensure that good things happen. Not just to hope that I get out of the hard time and the bad time, but to ensure that I get out of the hard and the bad time. And that's what our Messiah, Jesus Christ, when he comes to earth, is for us. He's not zoned out. He's not phoning you out. You know what I'm talking about when I say phoning you out. You're with people, and they're just on their, they're, they're there. They're in your presence, but they're just scrolling through their phone, right? They're like, what did you say, babe? Oh, I didn't realize you said that, even though it's the 20th time, right? Because you're phoning them out. Jesus isn't zoned out. He isn't phoned out. He's attentive. He's aware. He is alert. He knows right where you are. He knows right what you need because when Jesus comes, it's not that just God is around us and for us. All of a sudden, a seismic change happens, and it's God in the flesh who is with us. God in the flesh for the first time is walking among humanity with us. And even when he leaves, he says, a greater one than me is coming, the Holy Spirit, who is a counselor and a comforter so that you never have to be alone. Sometimes life doesn't feel that that's a reality. There's sometimes When you hit walls and when you go through difficult times and you go through difficult situations, that it doesn't feel like God is with us because you don't know how to fix it. Right, it'd be great if you were Fix It Felix, Fix It Felix off of, uh, uh, of the big guy with the hands. Um, Wreck-It Ralph, yeah, Wreck-It Ralph, you could just fix things by dinging it with a hammer. That's the dumbest thing I've ever seen in my entire life. You can't fix, you only destroy things with a hammer, at least that's me, right? Um, and, and there's times you don't know how to fix you. You don't know how to get out of the situation. Remember when I was in mid-high, I got bullied all the time. And if you saw pictures of me, there was a reason. Um, I, got, <laughs> I got bullied all the time. Um, people would pick on me, um, call me names, not, not do anything nice, not include me, unless my sister was with me. That's right. Not afraid to admit it. Unless my big sister, not like big, I'm not a... You look great, sis. We're not, not, don't read nothing into this, right? Unless my older sister was with me. And if I was being picked on, and my older sister caught wind up, she could pick on me, right? She could beat the mess out of me, 
but you're not going to beat my brother up. You're not going to be mean to my brother. Who you t- you're not talking to my brother, right? And so there was security I had when my big sister was around because she was part of the cool kids in high school. And all of a sudden, if I went with Steph, they didn't see the nerdy little mid-hire walking around. They were like, oh, it's Stephanie's brother, right? Like she w- when she was with me, I knew I was going to be okay. And what is true for me and my sister growing up is true with your relationship with God. You're not much on your own. There's going to be moments where you're overwhelmed, but you're not by yourself and you don't have to be overwhelmed because you have a Savior named Jesus Christ who's, who came to save people from their sins. And the prophet said that he will be Emmanuel, which means God with us. He's with you this morning. This morning, I know that this is a tough season for a lot of us. You may feel overwhelmed right now. You, you may be like, man, I, I, I don't even know where to start because life feels so messy right now. Well, take comfort in this. God's not just around you. God's just not for you. God's with you. You may be here this morning, you say, Justin, I'm just struggling with just being sad. Every night I go to sleep, I'm just struggling with something and I cry myself to sleep. Nobody sees the pillows hitting, I'm tears hitting the pillow and I just cry. Can I tell you, you're not there in your room alone. Man, God is with you in your sadness. He's actively aware and he's with you in that sadness. Some of you are grieving loss this morning. Man, God's with you in your loss. Bible says this out of the message in Matthew chapter 5, you're blessed when you've lost what's most dear to you. Then and only then can you be embraced by the one most dear to you. Man, he's with you. Some of you, maybe you feel overlooked. Maybe you feel like you just, you're just lost. I tell you, God never lost track of you. He never took his eye off you. He is God with you. And it wasn't just something that was proclaimed before the birth of Jesus. At the end of Matthew, the whole book of Matthew, at the very, very end, Jesus is talking to his disciples before he ascends into heaven. And Jesus says something that encapsulates, just totally summarizes, we'll use that word instead, summarizes his life. The angel said, man, he's Emmanuel, God with us. And then he was God with us. And he says this in Matthew chapter 28, verse 20, very last verse in all of Matthew. He says, teach these new disciples to obey all all the commands I have given you and be sure of this. And and catch this. Don't forget that. Be sure of this. I am with you always, even to the end of of the age. Love what it says in the Amplified Version. Teach them to observe everything I've commanded you, and lo, I am with you always, remaining with you perpetually, regardless of circumstance and on every occasion, even to the end of the age. Can I tell you, I don't know where you are, but he does. I don't know what you're dealing with, but he does. I don't know what feelings you're struggling with, but he does. And you're not there alone. You're not in this hard place alone. You're not in the good times alone. He is God with 
us, remaining with us perpetually, regardless of the circumstances to the end of the age. And that's why you can have hope. That's why you can have joy. And that's why you can have peace. Even when darkness seems to be closing around you, the light of the world is with you. Let's pray. Lord, we love you. I thank you for today, and I just come before you, and I just ask if we're struggling in this area. Lord, there's, there's just times where life hits you, and you feel alone. Life hits you, and you struggle with discouragement. You struggle with sadness. Struggle with despair. You struggle with feeling like God's forgotten about me. But I I pray that we would understand, God, you're not just for us. Oh, you've been for us all along. God, you're not just around us. You've been around us everywhere we've gone. The psalmist says you can see your glory in the creation of what you've created. God, but it, it, it took on a whole new meaning when you, Jesus, came to earth. You were God with us. You were attentive. You knew us. You walk with us. We're not alone. We're not forgotten about. But you see exactly where we are. You see exactly what we need. And you're there in the great times and in the hard times. In the laughter and in the sadness. In the hope and in the hopelessness. You are there with us. Paul said, what, what can separate me from this love? Nothing. Not, not even death can separate me from you being with me. And so I pray that if we're shaken, we would have confidence. That if we're hurting, we would have hope this morning. That we're not going through this life on our own. Having to figure it out. Having to be good enough. Having to be strong enough. But that we can lean on you. Because you are God with us. With heads bowed and eyes closed this morning, if you're here, you say, Justin, I'm in this place and I've never asked Jesus Christ to be the Lord and Savior of my life. We want to give you a chance to change that. This morning, maybe you're here and you've made, you've said the prayer of salvation, but you're just not where you need to be in your relationship with them. Somewhere along the lines, you drifted, you, you fell away, and you say, you know what, today's more about I just need to recommit my life to them. Because where I'm at's not where I should be in my relationship with them. I'm gonna count to three, and if that's you, I want you to raise your hand, and we're gonna lead you in a prayer that will change your life. We're not gonna call you out, we're not gonna embarrass you. We just simply want to lead you in a prayer. If that's you, when I count to three, just raise your hand. One, two, three. Is there anyone here today? You say, Justin, that's me. Yeah, there's one, there's two, there's three. Is there anyone else? You join these three. There's four. Is there anyone else? Yeah, there's five. Is there anyone else? You join these five hands that are lifted today. You say, Justin, that's me. Man, that's me. You're not alone in this place. You just say, Justin, that's me. You want to join these five hands that are lifted across this place. Is there anyone else before we go any further? If you raise your hand, if you please repeat this prayer after me and mean it from your heart. Jesus, I come before you today. I've confessed that I've messed up, that I've sinned, but I ask for your forgiveness. God, I ask that your grace and love would enter my life. I turn away from the life that I was living, 
to grab hold of the life you have for me. I confess you, Jesus Christ, to be the Lord and Savior of my life. I'm going to live for you the rest of my days. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Can we give these five individuals a raise their hand a huge round of applause? Yeah. Hey, if you raise your hand, please stop. Thanks so much for listening to our podcast. If you have any questions, are in need of prayer, or would like to join a connect group, feel free to email me at Nicole at foundationschurch.tv. We hope that you enjoyed this message. If you have any questions or want to reach out to us, you can email us at info at foundationschurch.tv or visit our website at foundationschurch.tv.